Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. Podcast in Oakland. This week, we're talking about why are we testing things? Why why are you making me do 20 reps? What is going on in the gym and why it's actually going to really help me do better in the gym? Oh, and also help you in every other aspect or goal that you have. So sit back, listen up, and let's learn why we're doing all these funny little tests to make us feel better in the gym. Business models. We're discussing business models. Today. Business models. <laughs> but not what you think about gym business models. We're talking about why why it makes sense to put a Rite Aid on one corner and a CVS on the other corner. And there's a reason. So get back to us on that, all you business minds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really what we're podcasting on, though. But we are podcasting on kind of a model. We are. Kind of. Data. Yes. Why don't you, Robin, first say the questions you keep hearing? Oh, Because okay. I think that's, that really helps guide the conversation. Here. Like the why. Why are we doing this? Um, yes, so we've been strength balance testing. If you don't know that, please come to the gym. <laughs> that means you maybe have been away too long. Um, strength balance testing. Like, why are we testing this particular thing? And what do these numbers even mean? And how can I make sense of it? Um, and, and these are valid questions that even us coaches have when we're testing. It's like, what what is the difference? Um, why are we doing this? And we're going to give you the answers to that and a way to make sense of the data using one of my favorite tools ever, a spreadsheet. Yes. So first and foremost, I'll say everybody comes into the gym with some expectation of change to occur. So like it's a goal, it's a, I want to be better at this or I want a bigger community around this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. And, and most likely you didn't, you don't go into something without hoping something changes. Especially something like this. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I, I mean, I can't think of a situation where I go into a place and don't expect something to change. Even if it is me just hoping that the clock on the wall changes times so I can go back to whatever I was doing. Are we talking about your jury duty Yeah, that, that was a great example of that. Uh, but again, yes, it's either, you know, you walk into a store and either you're just browsing to waste time or hoping that the clock will spin faster while you walk through the produce aisle or... Um, you go in expecting to get something back or change something. We, we do things expecting something different to occur. Adaptation. Exactly. All right. So the reason why fundamentally we're doing all of this testing is to give people answers to maybe work closer to their goals or figure out why they have an ache and a pain or 
figure out, oh, this is how I can stay more consistent and come to the gym and see my friends more often. Like whatever that motivation to get to the gym is for the day or whatever the goal you're working towards is, this can help us along that path. So that's why we're doing all of this nonsense. I think we're going to oversimplify it with one phrase. How am I doing? Exactly. Um, and, and the hope there is to allow you to either train better in the gym, feel better in the gym, or take both of those and do more outside of the gym. So whatever that is, maybe now you feel more comfortable to wear a sundress that you've never worn before. Um, now you feel more comfortable to go to the beach and run around with your kids and not be worried about getting too tired. Now you feel more comfortable to help the friend move the couch, whatever it is. Um, this can help lead to solving those problems besides just the blindly, well, I got to make my squat go up again type scenario. Or, yeah, or I keep coming in here. Is this doing anything for me? Because, and a lot of times maybe your initial goal is to lose weight, let's say. You're like, the scale isn't moving. I'm very frustrated. Why am I even coming here? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's more things that are happening in here besides the, the scale. And maybe the scale is moving and that's a data point. Well, these are other data points outside of that. Um, so it, they're helpful data points. In fact, <laughs> the name of the spreadsheet that we're going to continue referring to is called perfect, in quotes, strength ratios. So how close to perfect are you? And that's in quotations, by the way, that perfect. <laughs> yes. And, and I, it's said with my tongue firmly in my cheek. Exactly. Perfect strength ratios. So these are data points, right? This is your body composition numbers. This is your uh, max squat. This is your fastest Fran. This is your mile time. This is, you know, data points. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. So do you want, you ready to get into it? Sure. Um, so starting first with why are we doing strength testing strength balance nope the no, strength, strength portion of all right the strength so, balance so testing. we're gonna take the 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 whole testing and we're gonna go by the sections yes okay so the first section that we've been testing that you guys are pretty much almost done with that section no mm, this week we're almost done with the compound movements okay not the isolation so movement. here's where all these questions are coming from all exactly. right go ahead clarify please so we set up a bunch of compound lifts, deadlift, back squat, basically anything that requires you to use all of your body in some way, shape or form. Like both your hands are moving, both your legs are moving, you're holding on to something, you're sitting down and standing up with something. Basically lots of joints are working at one time, not just one thing is working. So think back squat versus bicep curl. Um, what we're doing there is literally just seeing what parts of you are strong and what parts of you need more help? Okay. Um, and this goes to the front side of your body, the back side of your body, and the top of your body and the bottom of your body. All right. Give us an example specifically of one of the tests that would fall into this category. Uh, the deadlift. The one where we work to a heavy five and then mm -hmm. see how many you can do. Got yes. it. Yes. Okay. And the reason we do that in that manner is to give you flux based on how you feel that day. So unfortunately for Robin and I, we don't get to control your lives. <laughs> so I can't control how much you slept the night before. I can't control how perfectly you ate the night before. I can't control your children and how stressed they did or did not make you. I can't control your job and all those fun things. So when you walk in the gym, 
I have a bunch of variables outside of my control. And you might feel like a million bucks. You might feel like poop. You might not know how you feel until you touch your first barbell. So that's why we do the rep maxes because that fluctuation gives us more space to so eloquently said, fuck around and find out. (laughs) Okay. So if you feel like, oh, I don't feel good today, maybe a lighter load, but you can move it for more reps will feel better. Or vice versa, a heavier load for less reps will feel better. And it doesn't quite rely on you being at tip top peak perfect shape to do one rep that you've never done before. So that's the reason why we do those rep maxes. And then when you do input the data into the spreadsheet I'm going to continue to refer to and which will be linked to the show notes, um, you, you put your name, your age, and your body weight in. Um, those are just the baseline for you. And then for this, we keep, we'll tell you on the whiteboard and in the notes um, what to record. But for this, this particular type, we're going to record the weight, your heavy five weight, and then how many reps you got in the max reps test. Mm-hmm. This is another reason we put a lot of rules around it because we want these um, scenarios to be repeatable next year. So mm-hmm. We want you to create the scenario using the rules so that you can recreate it again next year using the same rules. So we're comparing apples to apples. Exactly. Cool. All right. So deadlift. Um, deadlift, shoulder press, front squat, back squat, I believe we've done. Yeah. And, uh, are we going to do clean? We have not done muscle clean yet. Okay. Got it. It's okay. coming. So those are the the line items in the spreadsheet that you'll see, all right? So you pop your numbers in, and then you'll get a a readout that will tell you all sorts of cool stuff. It'll tell you your ideal, your actual, your percentage off, um, your delta, and then you'll see kind of where your holes are in the boat in that area, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Also, this spreadsheet's really cool. Again, love spreadsheets because it's color-coded and it'll give you green, yellow, and red um, on those numbers. So you'll kind of see, which is great. So data. Exactly. All right. So next category. Um, And the important thing here is the spreadsheet takes, like I said, you know, maybe you're not feeling great. So you do a lighter weight for more reps. It will augment that into the formula And come up with a, oh yeah, this would be about what it is. And be able to compare it for you. So you don't have to be perfect every day you come in and train to do it. You just need a marker to do it. And that's what's super important there. Make sense? Yep, love it. Um, And so what we want to make sure when we do those balances across is we want to see like, oh, to make my deadlift go up, I might have to make something else stronger. Or to make my back squat go up, I might have to make something else stronger. And that's the real key here. Because it might not be the skill of any one of those movements. It might fundamentally be lacking strength or brace or something else in the movement. Which is more important than the actual skill of the movement. Mm -hmm. So it could be a way in which you could get more training done without having to do the movement. Like, you don't have to play football games to get better at football, you know, and those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. And if we have not made this clear, please let's say it one more time, not necessarily back squat more to make your back squat better. And we've we've kind of talked about these movements one-on-one in the previous podcast. So go look at how to make your back squat better or how to make your pull-up better. And you'll see it's not necessarily do more pull-ups, do more back squats. So I think we all know that that's kind of a given, but if it isn't, you've been told. 
Yes. All right. So what about, and I don't see it on the spreadsheet, so maybe I didn't print the whole thing, but what about the coming up testing where we're going to be doing the 20 reps with the breathing? Ah, okay. Talk about that. Do you want to go that way or you want to go the isolation stuff? I think you want to go the endurance stuff. Yeah. Okay. So one thing we're testing in this is your strength versus your endurance. So if you've ever been in a terrible 15 minute AMRAP and wonder why the world is collapsing around you because you're breathing too heavy and you can't lift anymore and blah, blah, blah. And then tell me that it's your aerobic capacity. I'm going to scratch my head really hard because fundamentally it's not either of those. Not, not that. So the reason why we're doing the endurance test is to see do do you need to get stronger or do you need to do more of that conditioning capacity work? Or, or you need to do both. I'm just going to say, <laughs> yep. but also, um, where, where are you, where is your kind of strength and where's your weakness? Cause yeah. one, typically you're better at one or the other and there's ways to make, you know, balance that out just doing gr- group classes, which is really exciting. Um, so when we tell you like, hey, if you want to make this 20 minute AMRAP more strength biased, then do this. If you want to make it a little bit more conditioning, do this or endurance, for instance, then you'll know what we're talking about and you'll know which one you should choose based on your strengths and weaknesses. So so let's be really clear. What exactly are we testing when we're, we tell you do 20 back squats at half your one RM and then count your breathing for 20 seconds after? Fundamentally, I believe it's three things. Okay. First thing, consistency of your mechanics. So can you repeat a perfect squat from rep one to rep 20 under fatigue? Love it. So, because if you're a really good mover and those all look the same, you're going to probably be less taxed throughout. If your technique breaks down at rep five, those reps are going to become more taxing and more taxing and more taxing. Like we always tell you, better form is more efficient over time. Maybe you can get that one or two reps in sloppy faster, but over time you're going to save more time being efficient. Yes. Okay. Got it. Next. Um, your, your muscular endurance slash muscular strength. Like stamina. But more in the muscle itself. Okay. I'm going to get stamina is the next one I'm going to talk about. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so basically it's not like a hundred reps where I might say that's more endurance, but it's not five reps where I'd say that's way more strength. We go to that like 20 rep range and I think of it like running. You're comparing basically your 400 meter or less, your mile, and then maybe your 10K. And so we want to look at that mile time and that's where the 20 reps comes in because we can get a lot of data right there on how do your muscles hold up over time? You right. guys are missing a lot of hand gestures right yes. now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you don't have to stop. Yeah. It's just... No, no. It, it helps me kind of see it and explain yes. it. Um, this is where I need a whiteboard and a video and should have been a law or instructor of... Economics. Yeah, probably economics would have yeah. been my jam. Um, <laughs> All right. So more like a, this, this 20 reps is more like a mile. Well, also think about like workouts. Yeah. We do a lot of 21, 15, nines. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, Why ding, would you ding, do that? Ding, That's 45 ding. reps. Yes. It, well, and so you think about it. A lot of our workouts have anywhere from 
10 to 20 to maybe 30 reps at a time. So if we hit that middle zone of like 20 on a barbell lift, we start to see some things. Yes. And we start to go, oh, you know, because one, you know that your one rep max for 20 reps is going to feel way different than your 25% rep max. <laughs> yes. You know, um, and so that's where that 50% kind of comes in and it goes, how does that feel for you? For some of us, it'll be very obvious right away. We'll go, oh, that was super easy. So one, it tells me either my one rep max isn't very, needs to be retested and mm -hmm. I've gotten stronger mm -hmm. or, oh, I've been playing in the, I'm only going to the long chipper conditioning workouts because I, I want to crush myself and I've been missing those strength portions. Or when you do strength work, you're not really going as heavy as you could. Exactly. That's how they are skipping it. And I'm raising my hand. You guys can't see that. But I last year and this year, I'm finding that um, maybe I didn't address this enough because it's that same issue that five, um, that five rep Tesco for that's been kicking my butt. And then I go for the 50%, <laughs> my perceived one RM. And it's like, oh, that wasn't really hard. <laughs> so that's data. Yes. Yeah. That's saying, Robin. You got to get heavier when you work strong. You got to get more uncomfortable. You got to work strength a little more. Gotten over to the other side a little bit too far this year. And that's where like, it doesn't mean the numbers have to change. It's that rate of perceived exertion has to change. Mm -hmm. We don't care day in and day out what's on the barbell. We care what's the effort put into it. That's why you don't see weights on the board a lot of times. Yeah. Because it's, it's how does this actually feel to you that day? Because we all know we have good days and we all know we have bad days. Um, and it's whatever we can put up within that day. And so that might be you being more honest with yourself on what is true exertion here? And what am I really feeling here? Um, because some days you're gonna go in the gym and the bar is going to be the heaviest thing you wanna lift that day. And other days you're gonna go in the gym and it's gonna be like, nope, give me every single weight you have in here. I'm moving it today because I feel great. Um, and if you find you're that person that most days are the, I just, that's heavy enough for me. I just can't see doing anymore. If you see that happening a lot, then it's time to start looking at what you're doing outside the gym. Um, it's okay to have those days, but we wanna have more of the green light, yellow light days than we are those yellow to red light days. And then also look at, remember why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I, someone pronged me the other day and said, what's your goal, Ben? And I had to go, oh boy, I, I don't have a, I, don't, I haven't trained for <laughs> a real. Who you that? I got to give him a high it was, five. It was a podcast. So oh, it was, okay. it was more, they're like, make a goal. And I'll, I'll give the, I'll give a person a high five. Dong He, mm -hmm. he schedules his one-on-ones religiously. So if you're not doing that, do that. Like he does. He literally blocks out on my calendar months in advance. He's smart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he's like, hey, I don't care. It's on there. And all it does to us is the week of, we come back together and go, can this work? Nope. Change it. Boom. No big deal. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, but we have it to hold ourselves accountable. Anyway, he walked in the gym and he goes, Ben, I found the magic. It's me training for a goal. So our one-on-one -on -one was all based around goals of the year and then training to that goal and giving Dong He the oomph to go to class, to do the work when he's at home and all that. Cause he now found 
everything else feels better. Everything training feels better. He's like, I love it way more. I'm way more happy with it. And it's not like crazy things. It's not like, oh my God, I have to do this speed on a 10K or I have to do this. It's like, no, I got to do it and I got to sign up for it and I got to do it. And so like the next test we're doing is what's his one arm strict, what's his single arm strict press and what's his single arm high pull. And we tested it this month and we're going to see how he does his work at home and then whether or not it improves. Love it. So, and that's, that's as simple as it can be. Um, so that might be also what's missing from you. Yeah. The motivation. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. <laughs> you gave us, uh, not to, not to, I don't want to, yeah. want to get too derailed, but you gave us the two, cause we do have a goals podcast. Yes. Yes. Multiple yes. 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 Two, um, you said there were three things when we're testing the 20 rep and then the breathing. Yep. So we, we had form, maintaining form over the 20 reps and then, um, endurance, muscle endurance, muscle sorry. endurance. And then what was the third thing? And it's, why do we count our breaths? It's that's the stamina. Okay. Um, here's the example. Um, we all know the strong power lifter in our life that can do five reps, but can't walk up 20 stairs Yes. without being breathing and out of control or better said, we all know what it feels like to do an AMRAP and be out of our breath and not be able to control ourselves and need to take a break. AKA you go and get water in the middle of a 10 minute AMRAP and, <laughs> you know get, who you are. and get Ben's wrath because <laughs> I'm going, what are you doing? I'm uh-huh. lying. Um, so that's, that's why we do it in under 90 seconds and why we record the breaths because we might find, oh, you're strong enough. You have an adequate movement pattern. That's not breaking down too much, but either you're not breathing while you're moving or you don't have the stamina to do 20 reps at a time without taking a break or 20 reps in fast succession without taking a break. So that immediately tells me, ah, you need to be pushing into those endurance pieces a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay. And just because we're starting, I think after this podcast comes out, we're going to start that 20 rep rip counting cycle. Mm-hmm. What is a strong showing number of breaths? Um, it is six breaths or less. Got it. Or if you think about it in 20 seconds, you take a breath basically once every four ish seconds. Mm-hmm. So like five breaths would be four seconds of breath. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, it's a two second inhale. It's a two second out, basically kind of showing that you're controlling your breath. Mm-hmm. It, you know, anybody who sits down and like just tries to control their breath, that's genuinely pretty easy to do. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm wanting to see. Or are you under control? So we had to pick a number. Six was the number. And I think it's generally pretty like if you just sat there right now and tried to breathe six breaths in 20 seconds i think everybody could do it mm-hmm. you know if you're just sitting listening um and so that's the whole point it's like oh so if you get more than six breaths you're not a bad person but it is giving you data yes um one of the books i'm listening to right now is uh juliet and kelly Starrett's new book built to move if you want some funky little fun tests to see how where you are in life and how good of a um, aging person you're going to be, 
um, these they, they do tests like that, and so they they talk bolt score and like that, and they I can't remember the words they used. It was it was very much like your kindergarten report card, like oh fantastic, outstanding, <laughs> satisfied, satisfactory. Yes, but it was, it was yeah. very much like. Don't, no, no judgment, but you should start what color, here. What color star do you have on your chart? Exactly. It was, it was, it yeah, was definitely beautifully Yeah, shout ordered. out to Kelly and Juliet and grab that book because it's, it's a good one. It's a game changer. Well, we, we might, you might see them come into programming because there's a lot of good. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're just, we already do. The funny thing is I'm like, we do most of this stuff in the We gym. should put it on TikTok. We should put some tests on t- TikTok tests. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Rabbit hole. Um, okay, let's let's we're gonna be here forever if we keep talking about this one test. Uh, well, do you want closing remarks? So, and that's why we do it. Ninety seconds. Take twenty seconds to see your breath, because if you're in control of your breath, we know that you're in control of the pace at which you're moving and all of that. And that's we've seen that you've seen that in every other workout we've done. Like you know when you're under in control with pace, and you know when you're out of control with pace. And this is where it can help you because maybe you do the 20 reps in 30 seconds, but you can't control your pace. So we talked about if you're, you're um, seeing a hole in the boat with the strength portion, we should maybe try a little harder to get into that perceived exertion of heavy or maybe go a little stronger. What about if you find that you have taken 10 breaths? What is it that you could maybe do better in class? Maybe go a little what? pace work on your pacing. so first are, are your mechanics good mechanics because usually it. that means if you have good mechanics you're breathing while you're doing the mechanics yeah otherwise so, known as good form exactly sorry um good form so do you have good form because usually you can breathe when you have good form two are you moving at a pace in which you can control mm-hmm. like people sometimes move so fast that they have to then take a break and what they didn't realize well well maybe if i slowed down half a second per rep or a second per rep and I didn't have to take a break, I could do more reps and be done sooner than the person who took a big long yeah, break. Yeah, so go, go, go slower, keep moving. Exactly. We do it on the rower all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and then lastly, it might be, oh, I'm really, really strong, but I don't have any muscular endurance to do high rep sets. So I got to do more sets of 10. I got to do more sets of 20. And that's why when we've been practicing, I've been letting people play with the reps to figure out, oh, I always go to the higher end of this. Or, oh, I always go to the lower end of this. Maybe I need to reverse that. Got it. And for those of you who are looking to make body composition changes, hint, hint, twink, wink, nod, nod. When you do the opposite is when your body also starts to change too. So if you're like, I'm stuck, the scale's not moving, or the, the pants sizes aren't changing. If you've only been doing threes and fives, do tens and twelves, and you might see a big change. And vice versa. So, so you, but by tens and twelves, you mean reps. Reps. So, how would that translate to a group class? Um, well, one, we do it all the time in our conditioning portions. Yep. That's <laughs> kind of why we do barbell conditioning or dumbbell conditioning. It's it it's literally I'm sneaking in hypertrophy in a non-boring setting. Got it. <laughs> and um, we appreciate that. And then you'll also see me put those higher rep things into programming from time to time and going to those darker places, quote unquote, in those higher reps, just like you go to them in the lower reps. So I would say, uh, in summary, listen to the intention of the workout, which we also podcasted on. If we say 10 plus unbroken when fresh and you can do 20, you're not, you're not where you should be on that 
particular movement. So, you know, and it takes practice. We're not saying you're going to be perfect at choosing those weights, but um, pay attention to it and really try to find that, that number. And for those of you who um, don't know which one you should do, just do the one that's there and come four days in the week. Because one, we've thought through it. Two, we've tested through it. Three, we've coordinated, argued, conversed on it to, to figure out how to make those days different. So we're going to have a higher CNS day one day. We're going to have a lower CNS day and volume day another day. Those are central nervous system hits. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's the whole key. If you're like, Ben, I don't know what to do. I'm like, cool. Just do what I just said and come tomorrow and you'll get the opposite. Show, show up. Yeah, just keep showing up consistently. <laughs> and yeah. listen to what the coaches are saying and you'll be just fine. And that doesn't mean come every day because we try to, <laughs> we, uh, we put variety in week to week, not just day to day too. Exactly. And month to month. And yeah, so these are being thoughtful. Okay. And again, we're going to use the data. The more of you that share your data with us, by the way, the more we're going to be able to skew the programming toward the group. Mm-hmm. The group holes in the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We already we already know them, but yeah, <laughs> we see them all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to these single arm, single lift, uh, leg things that everybody loves to do. Like we just did step ups yesterday, and hey, I'm just saying I coached three classes yesterday, and not one person complained. They did say it was hard, but no one complained, and I give you guys a lot of credit because step ups are really a complainable movement. <laughs> it's complainerific. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you got your single leg, um, single arm press, sorry, your single arm high pole, your farmer carry, which we haven't done yet, your step up and your RDLs. Those are the ones that I see on my list and that I see in the testing. Okay, so single leg, single arm, go. Sorry, I'm wondering why single arm overhead carry is not in there. It's weird. I'll have to look at the spreadsheet. It's probably in there. My spreadsheet's um, incomplete because it doesn't have the endurance stuff in here either. Uh-huh. This is just to jog my memory. Uh-huh. Yeah, so single leg, single arm. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the first one because it's so freaking obvious. You're testing your, the delta between the strength of your one arm versus your other arm or your one mm-hmm. leg versus. So side to side uh, imbalances. Mm-hmm. So you might find that the side that always hurts is the side that's stronger. You might go, well, why is that? Well, because that's the side you use all the time. And if you've ever used a muscle too much, you know it starts to hurt. So it might be something to think about. Or you might go, wow, the side that always hurts is dramatically weaker than the other side. Um, and you might go, oh, crap. Now I got to think this through. So what it'll do for you, too, is if when you find those deltas, you can now have permission to go... Hey, I know it says two-footed squats today, but I have this big delta. Can I do this instead? And when you do that thing, you'll find that you might actually get way better and feel way better. So you get to come to the gym more. You get to do the lifts you like more. Your body changes in the way you want more and all of those things. And that's both if we have a part A, part B, for want of a better word you know, both of those. So let's say it's, um, three by five back squat. Instead, maybe you're like, I'm going to do a three by five split squat or, um, step up. 
And then same in the, in the conditioning. Although Ben, when we do our programming meeting, we do look to make sure you guys are always doing single leg, single arm stuff during the week, but maybe you want to add a second day where there's air squats or wall balls and you make the, make it a lunge instead. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, and just check with us, but we're most likely always going to say yes to that. I have definitely put people on single leg only stuff for months. And even if Ben told you, but you feel shy about doing it in a class, you know, just let us know. We'll we'll encourage you. We'll support you. Robin won't yell at you. She'll come yell at me (laughs) and I can handle it. I will be just fine. She will let you do that. She'll give you a weird look like, why did he tell you that? And then just go about it. I actually love those (laughs) where I'm like, huh, I wonder why. Because then I go back to Ben and then most of the time I learn something or vice versa. If he's like, why is so-and-so doing that? I'm like, oh, well, you didn't see what I saw. That's why. And he'll be like, oh. And so we we collaborate on you guys a lot. So, um, and these are all judgment-free observations, by the way. Um, Quick thing about side-to-side deltas. The bigger the delta, the more I implore you to pay attention to it. If you have a slight, everybody has a slight weakness on one side or the other, but if it's a huge weakness, please pay attention to it because it's keeping you from progressing is also increasing your risk of injury. It just is. So just be really aware. This is not a scare tactic. You're probably going to be fine, but you could be so much better and you could really bomb proof yourself if you do this single leg, single arm stuff and make those imbalances. And then in class, sometimes we have a single leg or single arm um, item. Let's let's call it a step up. Let's say we have 15 step ups. Weird, odd number, so weird. But here is an opportunity to start on your weak side. So you get one extra rep every round on your weak side. Mm-hmm. Or do an extra couple on your weak side of those single leg, single arm things. Like bias toward that. And those are ways to... F- it's fun. It's not taking anything away from your fun, but you're kind of working toward shoring up those in indif- those deltas. I'll also say for those of you that come into the gym and are like, Ben, the world blew up on me today. I don't feel good. I don't want to be here, but I'm here. Do the single leg stuff because you'll very quickly get to that feeling. You won't have to use much weight and you'll get more out of it. Yeah. And you won't have to go like, let's say you're doing a heavy back squat. You know, it takes a certain mentality to, to get under a heavy back squat. You really have to be in a place. So you're just like, I just can't get my head around this. Instead of staying home, (laughs) come and say, it's that day. It's, it's step up day or it's split squat day. Great. It's not a Den, it's not uh, uh, it's not taking a step down it's actually a great opportunity and then I'll I'll translate that the other way too if it's a single leg day and you're bummed because you want to back squat today and go crazy you can go way 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 heavier and more intense on that stuff than you think mm-hmm. the best example is when we started practicing the overhead carries and people were doing half the weight they would strict press for 10 reps or something ridiculous. And I like translated to someone there like, well, yeah, I would, I would throw that bar around like it was nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you also have to play in the other direction. If you're like, I don't think I get enough out of these split squats. I'm like, here, let me hand you twice the size dumbbell and you'll change your mind. If anybody came and worked out with me yesterday, 
I had to fit it in in a crazy time in the day. So I did Bulgarian split squats and you would have laughed at how much balance I couldn't keep with not a very heavy dumbbell. For sure. <laughs> so. It, and that's a great segue into kind of the secondary, like, so it's side to side um, imbalances and then the ideal percentage. So let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. You just kind of went into that. So let's use press as an example. Mm -hmm. You got your single arm press ideally should be 33 or a third of your total barbell mm -hmm. press right so let's let's use a hundred pound barbell overhead press. Mm -hmm. let's say that's your what one rep max right and then your ideally you can do a one rep max on one arm that's 33 pounds mm -hmm. or let's just round it to 30 to 35 mm -hmm. um and that's that and both sides, of course, mm -hmm. both arms. Um, you should be able to do the same, or maybe your like, the hundred pounds is your five rep max, so you should be able to do five at thirty to thirty-five pounds on each arm. That's a pretty easy example. Yeah, and they all work kind of like that in some way, shape, or form. The only tricky one is like what you press should be also what you pull. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So that's the next step. So um, uh, so yeah, so side to side, and then for your two arm. And then using arm again, pull versus push, mm -hmm. just to be simple. Mm -hmm. And again, you'll see that with the squat, deadlift, um, kind of front to back. Like these, back, they're, it's called strength balance for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so there's all sorts of different comparisons. And when you pl plug your numbers into this spreadsheet, it's very clear. Um, and again, it'll highlight kind of some places where you might want to look. Yeah. I love that. Um... And it can, it can really help you solve that next goal. So like, maybe you're like, Ben, this is my year to get my freaking pull up. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. But you're tired of hanging on the bar. You're tired of doing banded pull-ups. Well, now you can go do single arm presses, single arm high pulls, bent over rows, and other things. And you can sneak those in at home. You don't have to come to the gym. Or you can sneak them in 10 minutes after class or before class. Or you people that travel regularly... Shout out, Zach. Um, you, this is a great thing to do in a hotel gym. These Take a dumbbell and do your single leg RDLs and do your single leg arm presses. Work it into your, your workout. Do some uh, split squats with two 250-pound dumbbells, split squats. How fun. Yep, yep. <laughs> and what you might find is that's the unlocking mechanism to getting to where you want to go. Because you might go, wow, that's the big hole. I weigh X but I can only pull why I better close that gap. Yeah. And it becomes very, very obvious very, very quickly. So, and, so, it, and that's the last category. Again, thanks for the segue <laughs> where we talk about the body weight movements. So you got your pull up, your dip. It says chest to bar in here. Are we testing chest? Yeah. Bar? Okay. Um, so why would we test for instance, a pull up and a chest to bar pull up range of motion? Love it. So can you pull that last two inches? No. Oh, sorry. You weren't asking. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> yes. God, I um, hate that test. <laughs> um, but that, that can be why now when you get in a workout, oh, I don't have the strength to work there. So now you know to work that last little bit. Yep. And you know to hold that negative there and do all that and focus on that. It also might be showing where, ooh, maybe I don't have as much mobility as I thought. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, maybe I do need to do more ring rows or things like that 
on those chest to bar days than just doing more pull-ups. Or it could be the missing link between your pull-up and your muscle-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of that. Um, and that's really how you can take those tests and go. For those of you who want to pull up but are like tired of doing pulling motion, go do the dips. Because I bet you you'll get your first dip on the matador before you get your first pull up. Super fun. And now you have some other way to train for pull ups without doing pull ups. Yep, it's they're both upper body strength. And and if you get better at holding yourself up on that dip bar, you will get better at doing pull ups. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Love it. And it's a great way also for those of you who have cranky shoulders and going overhead to make your shoulders healthier and a greater range of motion without having to take them over your head, which in turn might allow you to get them over your head. Kind of funny. Um, One last big thing, the reason why we do that gymnastics too, because we don't want you to just be really, really good on the barbell and strong on the barbell, but not good in relationship to your body weight. You got to be able to control and move your body weight in space. That's coming from every longevity expert you hear nowadays. And not just longer, but higher quality, Mm -hmm. right? This is, yeah. No, knowing how to move your body and this is going to get you out there in the world doing more cool things for longer. Mm -hmm. And it's going to, it's injury prevention 101 Mm -hmm. is the the best thing you can do for injury prevention besides maybe eating well and sleeping well and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, this is great. So we have the spreadsheet just to kind of round it out and we're going to put it up. So we're not just doing this for no reason. If you just want to come in and train and not worry about any of this, that's fine too. But it's a great opportunity for you people. And if you've never tracked this stuff before, talk about motivating. It might be super motivating to you. It might be something that keeps you engaged and keeps you trying and keeps you coming in. Um, So that's it. But if you just want to come in and train, that's fine too. And and one more thing, just, I know you have something to say, but um, if you're wondering what about cardio, what about conditioning? Why aren't we testing? We are, we have been sneaking in our benchmark workouts. So just know that's another thing that you can be inputting into SugarWad. And all that is, is look at last year's, recreate everything the same and then do it again. Not even last year's. I mean, we do these benchmarks more than once a year. So if you're curious about that, um, the benchmarks outside of the strength balance test, please let us know. It's yet again something you can do in your one-on-ones. Also, if you missed any of these strength balance tests or you're very confused about it and you, you're embarrassed and you don't want to come into class to do it, schedule your one-on-one. We'll test you in the one-on-one setting. Um, and we can also test your benchmarks in the one-on-one setting. Right? Yeah. And that also leads into... Um, remember this is one portion of the year of programming. We just did a bunch of conditioning tests with the open. Yep. And, and, and so it's time to flip it and do a little more strength stuff. And maybe you're like, I don't care anything about this, but all I care about Ben is what I back squat in the total come December. Well, if you figure out six months in advance, the tricks and the secret hacks and the minimum effective dose that you can do to make your back squat heavier, and you do that for six months, guess what? It'll be heavier when the total comes. <laughs> and we will be testing. Hey, you know what's not on here that I'm really excited about? Don't we do the sled? Yeah, we do the sled. Yeah. So there are a couple of like little conditioning things in there. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'll be doing a lot of, um, and just to you know for your edification programming wise, we're going to maybe be pushing you outside a little more as we get nice weather. Um, and as we come off the strength balance testing, 
what's coming up in the fall. That's still done. Yeah. So you'll see all that stuff. Like it all kind of like interweaves and intertwines with everything we do. And, and there's a whole crazy madness plan to it all. So that's why we're doing what we're doing right now. That's why I'm having you count silly breaths. That's why I'm having you do something really funky with your arm and your elbow. It's all with that greater purpose of, ah, oh, this is the thing that I need to do. If there's anything in this podcast we haven't covered and you're still curious, like you didn't talk about the single leg farmer carry what, or single arm farmer carry. Why do we do that? Let us know because mm-hmm. um, we don't want to get too boring here. But yeah, if there's anything you're like, why are we doing this? Just ask us. And if there's anything you feel like we're missing. Yeah. Ask us. Anyone want to do that three minute assault bike <laughs> calorie test? Let's, let's hear it. Well, <laughs> or for those of you who are like, well, wait, I want to do Olympic lifting. Great. It's in there a little bit. It won't be in this cycle because you just came off a massive cycle of Olympic lifting. So if you ever spot follow sport, when you go to an off season, you counter what you do in season to get better and ready for the next in season thing, which will come back in dust till dawn. Yes, we are not in a competitive sport. We'll, let me be very clear. <laughs> yes. But if we were, the open would be in season and all the stuff we do leading up to it is off season. <laughs> if we were power lifters, the CrossFit total would be in season and everything we do before it yeah. would be off season. So just pick your poison. Um, but we're kind of going, everybody gets a little taste of everything. We're like farmers. We are we planting our <laughs> seeds so we can harvest them later. And we rotate crops. Exactly. Yay. I love that analogy. Yeah. Well, I always go to sports, but I forget. Oh yeah. We should do farms too. Well, we do farmer carries. Exactly. <laughs> so, All right. Any last thoughts? No thoughts. No thoughts. Oh my God. Um, ain't just a little sneak peek. I believe this, uh, if you're not a listener of the podcast, we are also going to be putting a written blog version of our podcast moving forward. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to start, but that's something to look forward to. If you can't stand the sound of our voices, this information will be available in other formats. So that's exciting. Or if you're like Ben and you need notes and written word to help you actually retain things, it'll be there for you. Yes. And you, you are going to link this spreadsheet when you publish this. We will figure out how to get the spreadsheet into your hands tomorrow. Yeah. It might be like a Google link or something like that. But anyway, you look for it. We'll figure it out. Or just email Ben and Robin if yeah. you can't find just it and we'll, we'll get it to you. Can I have this spreadsheet? Info. Give me spreadsheet. That's all it you got to type. proprietary. You have to sign an NDA first. <laughs> nope. nope. It's all um, yours. And we'll get it to you. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.